You got it? <laughs> Are you sure? All right. Welcome to the 25th round of the Ready Fight podcast. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm five rounds. This is the, what do they call it? The, uh, is there, what's the, what do they say when for a 25 year anniversary? Quincentennial or something? Yes. Uh, cool. Well, that's probably not right, but if it is, happy quincentennial episode. Happy quincentennial episode to everybody. To everybody out there from Corona land. No, quincentennial would be 500. Oh, would it? Okay. Um, well, it's a silver anniversary type thing, isn't it? 25 years? Yeah, sounds about right. All right. Well, anyway, welcome to the Ready Fight Podcast, the best podcast on the internet, the interwebs, the world, where we talk about all things movies, video games. I am Nathaniel. This is my co-host, Greg. You can't see him. Hello. I can't see him. We can't there. see each other. We should FaceTime. Is there a podcast? Did uh, you set up your Skype yet? Skype is going away. It's Teams. Did you set up your teams yet? I know. Uh, no, I haven't set up my personal teams yet. I will have to do that. So the first thing that comes up when I Google 25th anniversary is Silver Jubilee. So welcome to the Silver Jubilee episode of the Ready Fight <laughs> Podcast. Yes. Find us on the interwebs at what? At where, Greg? Uh, you stole it because you said interwebs. It's Ready Fight Podcast at Gmail, Ready Fight Podcast on Facebook, or Ready Fight Pod on Twitter. I wanted you to say that because I'm going to segue and say, find us on those channels and tell us, as tough of a decision as it may be, what are your favorite moments of the show from these past 25 episodes? Ah, that would be great. So, <laughs> what do you think the 25th, I mean, this is a year, but 25th anniversary is called? You are correct with a centennial. The, so it's something. And you are correct with a Q. You're not going to get centennial? it. it. Well, pretty close. Quadricentennial. Quadricentennial. That makes sense. All right. All right. Well, happy quadricentennial, Greg. Heavy silver jubilee to you, too. And speaking of jubilees, this is the last uh, Ready Fight podcast <laughs> before you get hitched. Correct. I will be getting married. Hey, thank you. I'll be getting you know, married this Saturday. Is there like a balloons or a party sound that we can do on the app? Um, I mean, do you think there isn't? There's... <laughs> thank you thank you or just yes 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 yep. and now do we have what do we have a crickets because that's actually because of corona that's what it'll sound like actually <laughs> there's no crickets there's 
<laughs> this is crap. Right. Well, yep, so just uh, to fill our listeners in, Greg is getting married this weekend due to coronavirus stuff. A little bit smaller than planned, but then September 11th uh, in right. Milwaukee. <laughs> if you're around, come hang out with the Ready Fight Podcast crew at Greg's wedding. We'll be yep. the, uh, uh, hopefully it doesn't interrupt anybody's 9/11 uh, memorial services. Memorial remembrances. Yeah. What year? Oh, let's see, 2001, right? The, 2001. Yeah. All right. Well, man, that seems like uh, not. Doesn't seem like almost. What, 20 19 years ago, years ago? yeah that's crazy uh, right. but anyway we're not talking about sad stuff today we're talking about fun video games and movie news uh it has been all pretty interesting um actually despite uh you know kind of the world taking a break i guess but a lot has been going on since our last podcast um correct that's got some big video game news actually quite a bit of video game news that we can go over um, you bet your mama, Nathaniel. Mm, I don't know. She could be listening. I'm not going <laughs> to bet that. I like having her around. <laughs> Way to rub to it in, mama. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so what do you want to talk about news-wise? Let's get us started. On um, I mean, like you said, it's been uh, it's been a wild ride. Um, it's been quite some time since we've recorded last. Um, some big news stories over the past couple of weeks that we've missed is uh, The Last of Us leak, um, which apparently a, a disgruntled, um, I don't know if he was an employee, but contracted employee leaked uh, the plot details of Last, the Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, so basically it leaked on April 26th. Um, so that's originally rumored was rumored to be this was amidst all the you know kind of the coronavirus stuff was in full effect um not i guess that it's not right now but anyway it's originally rumored to be an angry furloughed naughty dog staff member um right this was apparently proven false sony has claimed they have identified the individuals responsible however of course due to an ongoing uh, pending investigation uh, they did not comment any further. So, and since then, that was uh, that was about two weeks ago when all that came out. Um, even though it was leaked on April 26, Sony had you know kind of come out and said, "Hey, this is not an angry naughty dog person or whatever." Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. What I heard was uh, it was like a like a tester or somebody who's not actually a staff member but like a, a, some type of contracted employee that could be uh i haven't like i said the last that i heard of it was just that sony was keeping everything pretty close to the vest just because right. of the investigation um, yeah what, what i saw was um they were i mean this is neither here nor there but they were they were um rather uh, up, upset about a uh, a pay dispute for their services um, that they didn't receive, so that's why they had leaked it. But, you know, what you read on the internet is one thing. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Um, but just be careful. I mean, this is going to be... Um, and actually, because The Last of Us, actually, because of it sounded like production, maybe difficulties with uh, due to the coronavirus, it actually got pushed back again to 
I think sometime in July now. Um, yeah, it got pushed back three weeks. Yep. So, but the good news is, uh, and if you've been paying attention to our Facebook page, I posted a video on this. Neil Druckmann, um, the game director, I believe, uh, posted that it was going gold, or it has gone gold. Um, it was gone gold. Gone gold. Um, it had. It will be releasing in July. Um, so. You know, just what, what's internet. going gold? So going you gold can, uh... is just yes. Going gold is just a term that the game is into the production phase. It has left, I guess, the code has left the studio, if you will. It is being made into discs, being right? Processed, They're actually whatever. pressing CDs. Yep, getting ready to ship. Which someday, be going gold will probably take on a different meaning as CDs will, uh, Blu-rays and whatever will not be pressed. I would imagine, but. Um, right. But basically, the game is, you know, ready to be shipped and, and good to go. So um, there's no G two G. G two G going gold is good because that going means to gold. We're very close to playing the game. So stay right. off uh, the internets for do, avoiding last of us spoilers. That is really stupid. Um, it drives me wild when people do that. Um, just right. in, even in researching for this episode and trying to find some information on the leak, of course, I ran into things where just in stupid headlines and stuff, I'm like, ah, I didn't want to see that. So, yep. um, but I'm not going to spoil anything, and hopefully those headlines weren't even correct. But, um, right. Yeah. What do you uh, think of leaks, Greg? Um, not a fan. Um, I mean, I used to be really big into uh, reading, you know, the up and up on video games and movies, you know, where, where the directors and uh, cast members are talking about certain aspects of the movies or video mm -hmm. games. And, uh, you know, it just kind of took the magic away. So I have in the, in the years present, I have uh, tried to avoid all information about anything I'm excited for. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'd, I'd rather just not know anything and be surprised at this point rather than being able to be like, Oh, I heard that in Infinity War, Captain uh, Marvel's going to come in at the end or something like that. You know, it, it's right. just better at, just to avoid it at all costs. Um, like you, I, I just try to avoid it all. And uh, I've been relying on most of my information about these things from various other podcasts that I listen to or uh, little, little articles that I just see, <laughs> um, you know, the first introduction of it and then i just kind of stop reading it the craziest thing about video game leaks and, and movie leaks as well i guess well maybe not movie leaks i guess but like with this video game leak uh, with the last of us if nobody reported on it there's no way i would have i forget the website that the leak originated off of um, right but it is uh I, ha I had it written down somewhere um but it's just kind of like a consortium, if you will, for video game news. But it's it's like a, a big forum, basically. Right. I've never gone on there. Um, you know, it's a big uh, props so for I, using consortium. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I I just don't think like, and I understand it's it's news. You report on it, whatever. But it's kind of weird to right. me. Like, if I never heard that news, so many people I know would not have ever even seen. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't get the point of it. Like, if my job or my place of employment didn't pay me, I wouldn't go out and be like, 
their generators use, you know, this fuel source. Like, <laughs> right. You know, I'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> I'll see you in court. Well, again, we'll see what comes up with it. Again, that right. Sony is saying that that is. Not I just, case, so. yeah, I, I just don't get the point of you know leaking anything. Like, who cares? Like, what do you, what what point are you trying to prove? All right. Um. So anyway, there is the Last of Us leak. There. Um, Last of Us leak. Last of Us leak. So be careful for that. As far as other video game news, um, one of the big things that happened, obviously a big game, we've talked about it on the show, is Doom Eternal. Um, the uh, 2016 remake of Doom was huge. This game is huge. One of the things that has made those games so successful is the really awesome kind of metal soundtrack uh, that is provided by Mick Gordon. Um, that was a huge, Big Gordon. Yes, that was a huge part to the look and feel of this revamp of Doom. Um, the development team, id Software, they will tell you as much, or everyone at Bethesda uh, will tell you as much. Um, however, uh, some controversy sprang up here um, in the last couple of weeks. So basically, uh, due to issues with contract deadlines, um, it essentially didn't feel Mick Gordon could deliver uh, the whole promised official soundtrack package on time. Um, therefore, throughout the making of the game, leading up to the game, they had their lead audio designer uh, mash tracks together with what Gordon had already completed. Um, and basically, the whole controversy started when some people online said they were very disappointed with um, the mixing, I guess, of some parts of the soundtrack and said it was kind of Bush League, to which Mick Gordon responded, uh, this is not my work, blah, 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 and then the whole thing kind of... Um, Escalated from there, yeah. Yep, so the two parties have separated. They will no longer be working together. Uh, Doom Eternal downloadable content will be coming out, I think, later this year. Um, and its software has already said uh, that they will not be... Um, they will not be working with him for the time being. So that's kind of sucky and crazy. I'm sure they're going to do a great job with whoever they bring on for the music, but that really kind of gave it its identity. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens from here with that. So, Right. Any thoughts on the whole controversy? Yeah. Um, I mean, you've been it's playing always... Doom, haven't you? Yep, yep, and by all means, uh, one of my favorite uh, aspects of Doom 2016 is the soundtrack. Um, I mean, I haven't played Eternal yet, but I, I guess I was expecting, you know, the same type of awesome riffs playing yeah, it's, in it's... in the background while I was, you know, stuck in kill boxes. Um, so this kind of sucks, <laughs> but you know, nothing's written stone, so. Hopefully, yeah, I, uh, I would imagine that by the time I mean, Doom 3 comes out in five, four or five years or whatever, right. they can patch this up and whatever. But it is surprising, um, you know, kind of the the back and forth. Uh, if you guys want to research it a little bit online, it's Mick Gordon basically says, hey, I never agreed, you know, to work with their lead audio engineer uh, on this stuff. Um never really agreed to have these tracks put out the way they were. Um, 
Bethesda is saying, yes, he said, go ahead and push him out. I, I'm not going to be able to finish all this work in time. So there's a little bit of, you know, he said, she said type stuff going on. Right. Um, and it just kind of led to this guess. It, honestly, it's crazy to me because, like, I, I guess I have no idea what they're talking about when they're talking about, like, this mixing sucks or whatever. I mean, everything sounds really cool to, cool to me, but I'm also not an audio engineer, so. Right, and I mean, from what I've seen from trailers, I, I, I thought, I just guess I assumed it was the same thing, but. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess I can't get the whole grasp of it from a two-minute trailer or whatever. But right. like I said, you know, if if Disney and uh, James Gunn have taught us anything, it's that nothing is truly gone, you know. Relationships can be mended over the course of time, and things can return. Right, and I think... Uh, Bethesda would be smart to whatever let stuff simmer right now, but um, right. you know, eventually when they gear up for three, I, I would be shocked if this doesn't blow over. But time will tell. So right, it, it's just today's culture is very very strange because you know we see things and we read things online, and there's you know a social you know outcry or you know people's opinions start flying. And then things, you know, like I said, could get mended or go a certain way. You know, people look at Sonic. I mean, they release a trailer and everybody's like, oh, this is the worst thing we've ever seen. So then they delayed it six months, made changes to appease the public. And then, you know, I don't know if you've seen Sonic. We'll get into it. I have. But it's like that's the world we live in now. So if, like, the fans aren't a fan of something, I, I guess is the best way to phrase it. Like it can change before it gets released, or yeah, like with, in this new digital world, we've really been given a voice. I guess you know, the first right. for certain, all we would have to do is just, you know, I imagine when Doom Three comes out, if they said, "Yeah, we're still not working with McGordon," if there was a big, you know, hoopla about it, and you know, it got right. it got enough steam or whatever, we're not going to buy this or whatever. <laughs> or then, right. You know, there were low pre-orders or something like that, then I'm sure all of a sudden that would facilitate a, a mending of the relationship there. So. Right. So it's a good yep. good time to be a consumer, I guess. Good time. Um, let's see what other news. So actually, the only other game news I didn't put this in our uh, in our little dirt sheet or whatever, but um, they have announced an add-on to uh, some kind of surprise DLC. To Mortal Kombat 11. Did you see this? I did that. So it is called Aftermath, and in fact, it is releasing quite soon. It comes out, I believe, on May 26th. Um, it expands upon the uh, the story. There's story DLC. Uh, there are uh, stage fatalities, which is pretty cool. Um, they brought back like the acid pits. Uh, I believe there was like. Um, you know, whatever pit it is from MK2 where you, like, hit them off and they fall all the way down or whatever. So um, stage fatalities are back. There are three new characters that are super awesome. There's Shiva, which is, like, whatever. That's fine. Um, Shiva was the big female four-armed Goro um, from MK2 right. and 3. Uh, Fujin, which I am most excited, excited about. He is the wind god um, uh, who I believe debuted in 4 um, and really hasn't been in too many games actually <clears throat> playable at least and then you didn't hear who the uh, seek, uh the surprise guest character was greg is it spawn 
Nope, Spawn Where's is Spawn already a character. He's already in there. But I will give you a hint. Terminator? Uh, well, Terminator's already in there. Okay. But I'm gonna we'll give... <laughs> nope, I like this. We're gonna guess along here. I will give you a clue. He had a game in the nineties, I believe, that I loved playing. I think it was on Genesis. I could be wrong about this. But it was this character versus Terminator. Versus Terminator, and he's here's a huge clue. He's from Detroit. Is it a real person? Uh, <laughs> oh, RoboCop. The RoboCop. Nice. Yeah, RoboCop I remember this. Thing. Yeah. Um, and so on top of that, so the new uh, DLC is story driven. There's stage fatalities. Three new characters, and then to top that off, uh, to top that all off, I should say rather, they brought back friendships. Do you remember friendships? Yeah, this is a so, DLC. Yeah, this is just a DLC. Um, How much is a DLC? I'm trying to find that. Let me. I think I'm gonna. Uh, I, I got some interesting news. Um, I oh. guess I was going to talk about it later, but I can lead into that now. Well, hold on. Let me see if I can... Oh, wow. No, the Aftermath and Combat Pack Bundle is... Ooh, that's a little steeper than I thought. It says it's 50 bucks. Ooh. So... Ouchie. But, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's, I guess, a lot of content. It's a $110 game with the DLC. <laughs> well, no, here's the deal. So that's if you buy the DLC and you get the Combat Pack. So the Combat Pack is six playable characters. So this is for, I think, people that haven't already bought the combat pack because um, you okay. could do that when the game first came out, if I remember. Uh, but with the combat pack, you get Shang Tsung, Nightwolf, Terminator, Sindel, the Joker, and Spawn. Um, and then also six skin packs and seven exclusive skins. So um, <laughs> there's a ton of content. So what a, I do love an exclusive skin. <laughs> yes, yes, those are those are awesome. Those are worth the price alone. Right, fifty bucks just for the exclusive skins. I think. I feel like I have an exclusive skin. Exclusive, yeah. They're all we're all snowflakes. We all have exclusive yep. skins. Uh, um, so do yeah, you have so it for PlayStation? I do. Um, Mortal yeah. Kombat 11 is. I mean, I'm not a huge fighter. You and a friend of the show, Pat really get into a lot of the more arcadey fighters. Um, but I am a huge Mortal Kombat fan. I thought 11 was was the best in the series, and um, I still play it every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, definitely going to dig it back out again. And I like where the story is. I like how they do the story mode. Um, I heard know, it was good. Campy, and it never takes right. itself too seriously. There's a lot of goofy shit in there. But, but it's done well. Yeah, it's done well. Um so I would basically, just watch, the... uh... <laughs> I just watched a, a bunch of different fatalities online the other day, and it was pretty interesting. Very gruesome <laughs> for Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get uh, they get more polished and in depth, I guess. Um, <laughs> like more more, e- more elaborate. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. What a fun job, right? Like, right. <laughs> you're, you're, you, you work at NetherRealm Studios, and you're like, they, your boss comes up to you and says, "Okay, I want you to start designing fatalities." Like, right. 
I think I'm sure they must have like 10,000 ideas in their head of like all these different things and trying to whittle it down to like what's right. where are we gonna go at, you know so just like what if what you jump have, like, into the air and grab them by the arms and then kick right. them and rip yeah. their skin off of their body <laughs> right I always like because in the actual game you can unlock unlock art and stuff like that and you you could do that for so many Mortal Kombat's now but they always have um, arts like um, napkin sketches you know they always start off with like little stick figure sketches of these fatalities um, and it's just kind of funny to see the origin and the ideas being put to you know pen to paper or whatever for a lot of these right so, um, but yeah so next uh, I think it's next. Tuesday is that's the 26th. I don't know. Um, yep, yeah. sounds about right. So that should hold you over till uh, the next big, whatever the next big game is for you. Um, so pick that up for a measly, I'm gonna say 30 to 50 bucks. I don't know if what I'm looking at is totally true here, but yeah. Uh, anywho, what were you gonna lead into here? What were you gonna say? Oh, like I said, as I say this for the gaming section, um, it. it I don't know if you've been following Switch news, but the Nintendo Switch is Nintendo has officially sold out of it. Oh, it really? is currently selling on Amazon the regular Switch, the three hundred dollar Nintendo Switch. Um, I was looking at the cheapest I could find a Nintendo Switch was seven hundred and fifty dollars. Wow, my and Switch, Switch is seven hundred fifty dollars. Correct. Huh. And the Switch Lite is currently at $300. Well, wait a minute here. Uh, where to buy a Nintendo Switch GameStop bundles in stock now? Really? This was three, hour, three hours ago. So it's not nearly mm. as crucial as hand sanitizer, tissues, toilet paper, or other household goods. The Nintendo Switch console, uh, blah, 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 blah. Right now, that's what I need to pick up. Blah, blah, blah. Says right now, the best uh, way to pick up a Nintendo Switch console might be to pick up one of the few bundles over at GameStop. So, are they in stock? Or I'm going to click on that button right now and see if it says if there's anything in there. Free pickup? Nope. It says it's currently unavailable now. So that was three yeah. hours ago that was posted, and now they're gone. Yep. Well, that's crazy. Didn't you get a Switch Lite? I thought. Correct. Oh, did I tell you this? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, so yes. that's the news I was I was leading into. Oh. Right, uh, <laughs> about four weeks ago, um, I had ordered a Switch Lite, and uh, my soon-to-be wife uh, was talking about Animal Crossing a lot, so I'm like, I'll surprise her with a Switch and Animal Crossing, because um, she had been reading a lot of stuff about it on Reddit, and it piqued her interest. Yes. Um. So then, uh, I ordered one on Amazon, and it was supposed to be delivered within a week. And then the shipping got pushed back, um, probably due to you know whole coronavirus situations. Sure. So then I woke up early on um, a Saturday morning and uh, did some research and found that the Target here in Oshkosh had two of them in stock. So I ran there, picked one up. And uh, apparently beat this curve of uh, the switch, uh, the switch debacle of the price hikes. So, so you uh, are a Nintendo Switch owner or a Switch Lite owner? Switch Lite. Excellent. 
What color is it? Yep. Teal. Oh, you got the teal one. All right. Uh, and you like it. Yep. Um, so she got Animal Crossing. Well, I got Animal Crossing for her, and she, uh, she's been deep diving into that. <laughs> Lucky did so many hours a day. Um, but then uh, a couple, two weeks ago, I bought Zelda Breath of the Wild. So I've been slowly making my way through that when I've had chances. Um, I'm not that far in, um, but I'm just, you know, going through doing every shrine in every area and trying to find, uh, you know, the, uh, the seeds there and what, what not. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at in gaming right now. Excellent. Uh, I've heard nothing but amazing things about, uh, Animal Crossing and I've yep, never, it, ever played it. <laughs> what, what is the goal you, of Animal Crossing? If you like completing <laughs> tasks and it's that's it, that's the game for you. So it's pretty much you are <laughs> mining, you're mining for money and then building with that money to mine more. All right. And I see. like you get a fish to sell the fish so you can get more fishing equipment to buy different fish or catch different fish. You're you like make your house and design it and right, do all that stuff, right? Right. Okay. Set up like you're gonna I mean, build like a town, um, and then sell your resources to get other resources to build more. It, yeah, it's just task completing pretty much. I can't remember um exactly because again, I have never played Animal Crossing, but I saw an article on Polygon that said hackers are selling these like star trees that you apparently can't get in the game. I don't know if they're like part of the code and going to be released later or something like that but you can pay hackers to give you these star trees that you can like pimp out your property with and stuff and they they're just like trees with stars growing on them and then at night like they glow and stuff and it looks really cool <laughs> and i don't know it's very yeah i've, I've seen so much stuff like like uh, people selling like clothing because like you make your own clothing at some point i don't know I, i'm not again like you i I haven't played it. I have seen her play it, and I'm like, okay, I get it. But yeah, right. it's it, people are crazy for it. They sold uh, 15 million copies in the last six weeks. Yeah, that's um, insane. And then yeah, like the Switch is just blown up. I, I forget what I read. Like they've sold 55 million Switches in the past six months or something. And the crazy thing to me is, and like again, I I own a Switch. I've Bought it day one, but I haven't really touched it since I, I played a I put a ton of hours into Zelda and Mario, and you know your staples like I got Mario Kart and stuff, and you know that was fun. It's, I still play it online every once in a while, but um, I don't know like the indie games on there and stuff. I just I, there's a ton of like really good ones on there. I guess I just I just. Yeah, I don't um, like that much anymore. Hollow Knight. I hear is really good. Like Dead Cells is supposed to be really good. It looks amazing. Um, I mean, I I obviously got my work cut out for me with Breath of the Wild. I mean, I guess I haven't. I really didn't realize how much that game could be in such a small console and such a small file size. Like it's only thirteen gigs, and that game is like huge, and it, it just fascinates me. So you started um, like, playing it? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Welcome I'm on like the... the, the, the <laughs> thanks. It's These good. I like it a lot. episodes are going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, um, for those that don't know, for those who are just turning in for the first time, Greg, and please don't stop listening when you hear this, Greg has never, until Breath of the Wild, played a Zelda game. So, Correct. This is my first Zelda experience, other than playing a Zelda in Smash. You know what the cool um, thing Link, is about Zelda? I should say. What's is that? Breath of the Wild is, you know, there's, for heaven's sakes, 20 mainline Zelda games or something like that. Um, and Breath of the Wild is, I would say, easily the most ambitious. Uh, there's so much going on. Um, but you will get done with this game, and I think you will want to play other Zeldas, and even though they will be more contained, you will come away feeling just the same, like just in awe and... I don't know. They're they're just so cool. So um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um, I like I said, it worked cut out for me because um, I, I think that Nintendo uh, said that they're going to try to release Breath of the Wild two and another game by the end of the year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I might be quoting that wrong, but it would like, make sense for them to try and. Well, I don't know what their thoughts would be with. Sony and Microsoft doing the the new consoles. I don't know if they would try to get that in for the holiday season or wait until that stuff dies down a little bit. I don't know. So. Right. But like I said, it, it just amazes me how much is packed into 13 gigs. I mean, I get that, you know, it, it's not crazy graphics. Um, you know, it it's pretty much just <laughs> cell shaded um, that you're looking at. But it's just crazy the dynamics of that game and how much they're able to do with such a small file. And by all means, it's amazing. It Um, is wild when you look really at any Switch game and you're just like, that that cartridge is the size of my pinky. Um, I I haven't even gotten any cartridges yet. I've done just um, Animal Crossing and Breath of the Wild downloaded from uh, the eShop. You never and, have you ever actually seen in real life the size of a Nintendo Switch cartridge? Oh yeah, it's just an SD card, right? Yeah, well, like I mean, a micro like, SD. Yeah, it's like super yeah. small. I mean, yeah. it's just so like one crazy. for your phone, it's, right? So, yep. Yeah, so, like, you think like uh, when you're playing Breath of the Wild, and you're like, because I think I put like 130 hours into it or something, um, and then you look at the size of that cartridge, you're like, that is. That is weird. <laughs> that right. doesn't make sense to me, you know? So, right. Um, but uh, the magic of technology, I guess. So. Correct. Well, congratulations. You got a Switch. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, I love it. Um, looking forward to logging more hours and at the point of right now of thinking about getting a, a regular Switch when the opportunity comes. You got to get uh, Super Mario Odyssey after Zelda. That is um, so... Uh, last weekend and this weekend, and actually the weekend before last weekend, I've been down at uh, my soon-to-be bride's uh, family's house, and her brother, soon-to-be brother-in-law, and his uh, girlfriend have been there. And she has a regular Switch, and she has a lot of games, but we've been playing um, pretty much Smash Brothers Ultimate <laughs> nonstop, nice. trying to unlock every character. There you like, go. Like eight hours of Smash every day. <laughs> it's yeah, been that, insane. <laughs> that'll take you a while. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's no shortage of great games. I just, I just with PlayStation and uh, I don't know. I just there's so much I've been trying to catch up on. I just haven't. 
you know, I play kind of the big AAA titles and Nintendo. I honestly, I just with the Switch, I'm probably right. wrong about this. Um, but I just, aside from Mario, you know, your Mario cache of games, I guess, and then Zelda, it's I, everything is like indie related. I think I don't play Z- mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles or anything like that. So, right. Um, but. I, I do want to just quick comment on, like I said, um, some of the intuition of uh, Breath of the Wild. Like, I, I couldn't get over this ravine, and then all of a sudden it dawned upon me. It's like, all right, I have an axe. Here's a tree. I wonder if I yeah. can chop down this tree, and it, it just crosses over the ravine, and it does. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. Yep. What's like, really th- there's no indication of, hey, this is how you do it. It's just like, all right, you put two and two together and you figure it out, and yeah, you can do it. What's really cool about that game to me is after you put so many hours in, then you hop online and you watch a video of some guy go directly from the shrine where you start off from to the boss in the middle of the castle and complete it in like, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. Really? Like, that is... Yeah, you can you can go, like, because aren't you just in like your boxer shorts or whatever to start off? Yeah, you can, you're so underpowered. Yeah, you can once you get. I think you got to get. Um, all you have to do is get the parachute or whatever. Um, yep, the paraglider, the dude. Yeah, the paraglider. Yeah. So anytime, still, uh, I've bought so far quite a bit of armor, um, and I've got some. I don't know, all right, weapons and shields, mm-hmm. but. I still, if I run into a guardian, I'm dead in two hits. Oh yeah, yep. Those, they're tough. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but what I will say okay. is, yep, yep. I will give you one uh, piece of advice, and this, this really isn't going to. This means nothing to you because you haven't played any other. So, in almost every <laughs> other Zelda game, Zelda's a video <laughs> game, right? <laughs> right. Uh, in almost every other Zelda game the big thing, the cool weapon to get is the Master Sword, right? So in, not in right. everyone, but in, in so many of right. them, that's that's the sword to get. And in a lot of them, you have to get the Master Sword. I think almost in, in every game where the Master Sword is featured, it is something that you have to get. Um, this one, it is, if I remember correctly, you, it is a complete side quest. You can never touch the Master Sword, um, but I would highly recommend doing whatever it takes to go and get that sword. Nice. And that's my tip. That's my tip for you. So anywho, it... we have All right, yeah, we could we could move on. <laughs> yes, we have talked a ton of video games. I actually have one last really big piece, but we can save that for last. Uh, Xbox did uh, a week or two ago they did a press conference called Inside Xbox. Um, I think they set expectations a little too high, but uh, basically it was showing um, it was kind of a first look at a lot of the next-gen games, quote-unquote next-gen, um, mm-hmm. that we will be seeing. And I wrote down every game that they showed, and I want to talk about it, but we can save that um, okay. kind of for the finale of the episode here. All right. Well, then I'm going to just wrap up my video game stuff. Um, I beat Death Stranding. Excellent. Um, amazing you loved it? Uh, experience, yeah. Uh, the more I played it, I know we talked about this last time, the more I loved it. And that, that was no exclusion for the last bit of the game. Um, 
It was one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. Um, I know a lot of people poo-pooed it online, um, but everything else I've read from people who actually stuck with it and beat it, it kind of share the same feelings. So again, if you have, you know, 60, 90 hours, um, I mean, if you want to do, you know, if you want to platinum it out, it's going to obviously take you probably double that. But if you just want to go through it for the story, um, I mean, some people said they'd switched it to easy mode and, you know, got through it in about 20 to 30 hours um, just for the, the cinematics yeah. and the experience. Uh, it, it's worth it. It's one of the best games I think I've ever played um, cinematically wise. And I mean, it's, it is just beautiful and the score is amazing. Yeah. I, at the point when I was like finishing the game, I'm like, if this is the last game I ever played, I would be happy because of the experience I just had. It's, it's so amazing. Jeez. Like Kojima is, is so good. And it's, I, I know it's all so bombastic and, you know, extreme and whatever, you know, superlative you want to throw at it. Um, but yeah, it, it's just amazing. Like, I know there's not a lot to do. It, most of the game, you're just running through an environment, but the environments look so good. And then it like some music will kick on and you're just going to listen to a song while you're running over this beautiful landscape. And it's just such a surreal experience. I can't say enough good things about that. So I highly nice. recommend it. You should play it if you ever get the chance to. I am. I have it. I'm going to play it. But I will get that done before PS5 comes out. That's for sure. Yeah. Or, just... I don't know, if they remaster it for PS5, man, I don't know how that game could look any better. But I'm sure <laughs> sure they'd find a way. So, uh, yeah, well, now I kind of have to play It's such a crazy storyline that's so good. <laughs> like, it's so stupid, but they make it so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> if yeah, that makes was... any sense. Well, you know, again... Like, I you're just drinking playing. cans of Monster while you're running, and there's, like, <laughs> demons you can't see that you gotta shoot with a rope. Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but it, it, like the last like i don't know four hours is just all cinematics like a typical uh, kojima game and it's just right. so well done and it looks so great it, it's just like you know you you watch a movie that you don't want it to finish at the end and you're like oh it's over with that kind of sucks like yeah, well, i just wanted to keep on playing it and i might just keep on playing it i don't know do you think there'll be a sequel um no I think that's one of those games where if there's a sequel it's going to be like I don't know maybe maybe not even on the next this upcoming generation but it'll be like one where Kojima's like I want to finish this you know 10 years down the road or something I've right. so many good stories to tell I wanted that to be a bigger success and whatever so I don't know if, if it's you know if it's it's reflective of like what we're going through because I played it mostly when I was, you know, work, working from home. I'm back at work now, uh, working from home. So it's like the, the game is all about people in isolation and like you are connecting these people together. Right. So I don't know if it was like, you know, indicative of what we were going through, but yeah, I, it just life, resonated. Bro. So yeah, yeah, it was. That's deep. Yep. 
but that's all I got. Uh, again, if you got the time, you know, play it. I guarantee you'll love it after you stick about at least 10 hours into it. <laughs> yeah, got to get through that first 10 hours. Drudgery. Yeah, and then yeah. you're going to be like, all right, this is cool. This is cool. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. What else? What do got? you got? You got any? You got any TV or movies that you watched? Um. Well, you have a list here, so yep. it's been, you know, quite some time since we. I think it's been about three, four weeks since our last cast. So I saw. I just commented on the list that you wrote down. So yeah, I'm guessing these are all ones that you've seen. Right. So Little Women mm-hmm. have not seen that. Will not see it. No desire to see it. Uh, <laughs> But you watch it. What do you think? Uh, it was fine. It was fine. It was my wife. Actually, saw it, she... yeah. go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say my wife <laughs> when that came out. Like I think it was around Christmas. Yeah. She begged and begged me to. Well, I shouldn't say begged, but she consistently asked um, if I would come with her, and I consistently told her no. <laughs> um, I mean, by all <laughs> means, everybody. <laughs> Go by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of little men. <laughs> I just don't. Um, I just have no. I'm sure it was good, and I think she she said she enjoyed it. Like, but I just don't. I you know I don't know. That would be. I feel like that would be like if I was like, hey, sweetheart, let's go see Jackass Four. You know, right. like it's just not not my thing. So so be her thing. I mean. I, I was completely fine with it. Um, I knew what I was getting myself into when I started watching it. Um, just as soon as I saw Laura Dern, I was turned off from it. Um, I'm not a Laura Dern fan. She she annoys oh, me. The, the only, right. I know. The only Laura Dern thing I like is Jurassic Park. Um, but and then T- Timothy Chalamet has, has quite annoyed me as of recent. But everybody else is good. Um I've seen quite a few movies later. I don't know if you saw my joke in there. I did. Um, I was... Because I finally got around to watching Midsummer. Oh, yes. Let's move on from Little Women. So, yeah. Little Women, whatever. If it's your thing, go see it. I know. It, it, out of uh, 10 rock bottoms, yeah. I give it a five for what it is. Five. But right. it's not five really my bottoms. jam. Yep. All right. Do you have a rock bottom sound or like some sort of wrestling sound or a some sort of sound? No. <laughs> All right. No, we uh, got nothing. Nothing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so midsummer, yeah. I, give it, on the I list. give it five out of ten rock bottoms. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That crowd was like very excited about that number of rock bottoms. Yep. So midsummer, uh, we'll transition into that. That's like completely different movie but it's crazy uh yes i saw midsummer or i bought midsummer i saw it when it first came out um and it is insane uh, <laughs> it is what, insane what do you think of it i think everybody needs to not do any mushrooms when they're in a situation mm. that they don't know what's happening like uh, i don't want to tell anybody how to live their lives but if you're going to take psychedelics Maybe don't do it in a new location <laughs> uh, or is, surrounded by um, people you don't know. So Midsummer is directed by a gentleman named Ari Aster, uh, who right. 
you may be familiar with because I believe his first, I'm probably wrong on this, but like his first big motion picture or whatever um, was also a famous horror film called Hereditary. Um, right. If you've seen Hereditary or Midsummer, they are just his brand, uh, the way he shoots these movies and the, the uh, scenes that he creates, uh, they are like, you know, there's like slasher films and stuff and that's fine. And you can see a guy getting like, right. you know, chopped up or whatever. And like, whatever that's, you know, right. gore wise, it's fine. But his, when he introduces gore into his films, it is a horrifying, disturbing type of gore. So, and like, I only saw Midsummer. I bought Midsummer. I've seen it twice, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. I remember every shocking detail about that and Hereditary for the most part. So, Midsummer basically the story is it starts off um, this girl, uh, I believe her sister, commits suicide, and in the act of committing suicide, she suffocates herself with carbon dioxide. Um, mm hmm. And she basically uh, takes, and they never spend too much time on it. They just show you the scene. She turns the car on in her house where she lives with her parents. So it's this girl's sister and her parents living in this house. She has a big hose. One hose goes from one tailpipe directly up the stairs into her room, into her, into a mask that she's wearing. Um, and the other hose goes underneath her parents bedroom and kills you know like just fills that room with co2 all the way from the garage so her parents this poor girl her parents are dead because of something her sister did um and then it shows the scene and the sister has like puke coming out of her mask um yeah i don't know it's just like so so that was like super disturbing um and then so to get away from it all this girl and her boyfriend go on this trip with a group of friends to Sweden and one of the friends is like part of this super crazy cult um, and the cult is just crazy so you know there's there's a scene in there I'm going to just work with this movie's over a year old but yeah spoiler uh, free yeah or yeah spoiler alert spoil so, right. so like one of the first times where these kids realize like this cult is fucking weird is when they're all they watch these two old people climb to this top of this mountain and then just dive off in front of everybody and that's like chanting and whatever and when they when they hit this like rock that they're like actually aiming for if i remember correctly mm -hmm. like it just shows their like their dead body like the way their bodies look and then that one dude survives right and gets he has to get his head smashed it's just so yeah it's just, it's a lot. It's crazy. The whole um, movie is disturbing. <laughs> yep. And then and, at the end, people are getting burned alive. And then the craziest scene uh, is when they, she finds this. So they kidnap or like these, this group of friends, they're all like, this shit is fucked up. We got to get out of here. We want to leave. So the cult leader, they're trying to always act like come off as like they're really normal. And like one of the cult people is like, yeah, you can leave whenever you want. We'll just take this. You can, We'll have Jimmy take you, you know, back to town or whatever. So he takes this guy and his girlfriend back to town, or you think he does. And then later, this lady is, the main character is, like, freaking out, trying to hide, run around, and she comes to this garage, and this dude is strung up alive. And 
That's her boyfriend. Oh, was it her boyfriend? Yeah, her boyfriend is the one who... She has lungs and everything? Yeah. So, yeah, you can... They have him, like, strung up and alive, and he's, like, suspended, and they have opened his body up, like, and you you can see him breathing, like, his lungs expand, and he's just sitting there, and he's, like, you know, he's basically debilitated. He can't move or anything, and he just, I think... I remember he starts screaming or something. I don't know. It's just Ari Aster is like, and if you've ever seen Hereditary, the last like five ten minutes of that are, you know, I, I'm I'm I can watch like whatever that it it gives me the fucking willies, <laughs> and it's it actually genuinely if you put yourself in that position, it's that would be some of the most terrifying shit. Like I'd rather be being chased by Jason or Freddy or whatever than be a character in one of his movies i think right um yeah i i thank you for making me relive some of those scenes um (laughs) (laughs) that movie is so crazy yeah and uh you know you you read or listen or whatever your your preferred method is and he's like you know it's not about the cult it's not about that like the whole movie is based about like toxic relationships um and you know finding a support system which uh florence Pugh essentially did in this whole movie is you know she pretty much lost everything and her boyfriend really wasn't there for her um and then she found like solace in this cult and like they were there for her and then she like pretty much you know became a member of it yeah say what will you like midsummer is i like hereditary more um and i read that too that that was like his sick twisted version of a breakup film i don't i mean whatever i i don't i don't really you're not looking at the artur version of it you're you're looking for the underlining tones of what it all means nathaniel I just that was a strange. Midsummer. Like, I thought it was bloody gonna be midsummer before that movie <laughs> ended. It was two and a half hours long of very uncomfortable feelings. <laughs> yes. Well, that's and that's the thing. That's the only thing I, I really didn't like about it is I just I know that that girl has gone through and the movie does a good job of setting up like, hey, her sister and her parents just died because of her sister, and she has no one. And I get that, but I really also still never felt like I always felt like she was too smart to like ever just give in to this cult, you know? And then kind of at the end, you know, things really go off the rails and she just seems to find her place there. But I I never really bought that her character wanted to join that cult. But that's But again they were taking drugs throughout that whole time. And maybe if somebody's just like, you know what, I'm not going to drink this. I'm not going to eat this. I might just try to sober up a little bit and figure out what's going on. Maybe I could just escape this whole situation and not tell anybody. Yeah, no, you're right. I think that there's that. And uh, I think if there, if this movie is to be commended, certainly for something too, like that whole movie is, done in the beautiful countryside for most of the part in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the scariest films I've ever seen. <laughs> right. So, yeah. It's all day. Really cool. place in the light and still the worst thing in the world. Um, 
So anyway, you can see the gentleman, uh, the gentleman, if you're into Guy Ritchie films like Lotstock or uh, Snatch, um, you know, along those lines, um, this is right up that alley. Um, I really enjoy it because I enjoyed both of those movies and it's kind of harkening back to his earlier work. Um, it's got a cool cast. Um, yeah. So you uh, like it. it? Yeah, it's good. Uh, Charlie Hunnaman's in it. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people in it. You know, the list doesn't end. Um I do Hugh want to Grant. see it because of the yep, Hugh Grant is in there just because of the pedigree of everything, but I don't right. I read nothing but kind of shitty reviews on it. Um, I mean it's fine. Um just I don't expect to be like, wow, this this deserves an Oscar. But right. if you're like, <laughs> hey, I remember what Snatch is like, I remember what Lockstock is like, this is along those lines. Matthew McConaughey, is he cool? Yep, McConaughey is good. Um the woman from uh Downton Abbey's good. Um, Michelle Donald or something. I can't remember her name. Um, Colin Farrell's good. One? What's that? Oh, no, that's Handmaid's Tale. They're confused with that check. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. Um, you know, if it's, if it's cheap, um, Redbox it, or if it goes on you know, HBO All or right. Netflix, I recommend checking it out. All right. And uh, sticking to that, if it's cheap, rent it. I would say we both saw Underwater. Yep. I thought that was totally fine. It was yeah, better, than I, <laughs> yeah, better, better than I thought, but certainly not right. anything that I like care to watch again. And right. It was just very, very run of the mill. There's it was a it. it was definitely a mixed <laughs> bag. Um yeah, like you said, run of the mill, but it it kinda did everything sorta good. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're like the the undersea monsters or creatures, whatever you want to call. It. Like I thought they looked cool. Yeah, um, and it looks good. Um, there was some by all means, really everybody's cool. good in it. Yeah, there was. Some there cool wasn't anybody that I'm like, uh, their their performance is really like annoying me or anything. Um, right. Usually, what are what's her face from Twilight annoys me. Kristen. Stewart. Um, yeah, but I I mean I really couldn't. I didn't mind her performance yeah, or not that I didn't mind it. I, I uh, guess I say I liked her performance. Um, yeah, she was good. Um, yeah. I thought the beginning scene where uh, the underwater station they're on is like, you know, collapsing or whatever. That was like really cool. It started really fast. Everything was like kind of just right. Go, go, go just from the start. Starts so. you in there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like no, it was... Uh, gravity, but sci like sci-fi horror and underwater. Yeah, that's that's fair. That that is fair. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely worth a watch. Like, there's nothing. I there was really at no time in that movie where I'm like, this is stupid. I don't care. Like, I was always invested, right. but I right I saw it and I'm good. <laughs> so, good. <laughs> six six. I'll give it six and a half. Or well, we're not doing halves. Six rock bottoms. Uh yes, yeah, I forgot about the rock bottoms. Uh, I would also give it six rocks, rock, rock bottoms. Um, midsummer, I would say I give it a seven. Um, yeah, seven, seven's good. Um, I'd just because of the pedigree. Yeah, I'd give it a seven to an eight, but I think I'm gonna stick with a seven. So. Uh, gentlemen, I'd probably give it a six. Um, right. yeah, a, a six, five and a half, six. <laughs> Right. Uh, the next movie I'm gonna talk about, uh, Bad Boys for Life. 
Um, I would Devil give this probably a two or three. Wow. <laughs> this I'm going to was... go... Oh, you go ahead, say your piece. I hope I don't offend you. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's... Uh... Really? That bad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that was horrible. Tell us your problems with bad boys. And have you right. seen the other bad boys? Absolutely. Okay. And I'm I'm a fan of Bad Boys the original. Yeah. Uh Bad Boys 2, um it's maybe it's nostalgia or campy reasons, but um I'm a big fan of that. Me and me and uh Pooter, the Sween dog. Um <laughs> Saw that movie Friend together, so yeah, uh, I have a you know a sentimental connection to that movie. It, it's probably by all means that it, that good, but whatever. Uh, but this this is just uh, bad. I couldn't wait for this movie to be over. It's so mm. ridiculous. Mm. One, why didn't they save the title for the fourth one? Because that way they could use the number four, Bad Boys for Life. It would make more sense. Okay, so you're marking it off because of its marking points off because of its title. Okay. Well, it's just like Fast and Furious, <laughs> Fate of the Furious. It was the eighth movie, and they didn't put an eight for the fate in Fast and Furious. Like, who is in charge here? <laughs> Wasn't it Fate of the Furious? But there was no eight. Yeah. Like, well, it could have been three Fs, and the middle F could have had an eight by it. So Fast and the Furious, Fate of the Furious, like, it, it's perfect. Whatever. I enjoyed Bad Boys for Life. I like... Uh, what part? Where he gets shot 80 times in the beginning and then lives? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. I'm not looking for, you know, whatever. It's Again, I'm not going to go out and buy the movie, but I think... Uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence together, they've always been funny in those in that role. Um, and I thought it was cool to see him back. I actually did like, uh, I guess I won't spoil it. That's a new enough movie where I won't spoil anything, but I do like the bad guy and uh, his, I guess, um, the his connection, mother <laughs> connection there. So, um, I thought the story was. Interesting dumb. for just a dumb shoot 'em up, whatever. Um, and whatever, I was entertained the whole time. I thought like the action scenes were cool. I just think those two together are it's a good buddy cop, uh, good buddy cop series, and I was totally fine with this. I would give it, I'm gonna make you mad here. I'm gonna also give that seven rock bottoms. No, you can't give Bad Boys for Life to seven. You give Midsummer <laughs> the same score as Bad Boys for Life. Well, yeah, okay, I'll give it summer and eight then. How's okay, that? I think you the highest you could give bad boys is like a five. Right, Whatever. Well, no, you, you do I'm, what you want. You do you do so, you. <laughs> uh, it was fine. You, it was fine. Yeah, I don't know. Sonic. <laughs> Sonic, yes. Uh I'll go first with this one. I thought it was cool. Um I think we have to keep in mind that, as we kind of alluded to earlier, this is a film where the community got together and said, we've had it. We're not going to watch this Sonic movie if he looks like an idiot rat or whatever he looked like in the beginning there. Um, right. So they went back. They changed it. Um, 
you know, it was kind of like a cheesy story, whatever. Jim Carrey laid it on a little thick, but um, it's not <laughs> but that's good. It's good. It's good to see Jim Carrey be Jim Carrey in a movie again. Yeah, he, he really was. Yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, it, it did remind me of like some of his earlier roles and stuff, just how goofy he was acting. Um, uh, I thought James Marsden was fine in it. There were some like cheesy parts, like they go when they go into the Western bar and, right, you know, or just getting on all sorts of shenanigans and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, especially toward the end of the movie when they get to the city, the San Francisco or whatever, and uh, Robotnik Jim Carrey is chasing Sonic every which way. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, as far as video game movies go, there have certainly been worse. So, um, you know, I thought the, the attitude, the voice, the character of Sonic was was pretty spot on. Um, spoiler alert at the end, the uh, end credit scene, Tails comes out. Uh, so I'm excited to see where they go there. I hope that Knuckles is in the next one or whatever. I mean, that was... Um, they kind of left it open pretty uh, pretty cool there. So, uh, you know, whatever. It's it's just brain-dead movie fun. And really no different than Bad Boys for me. <laughs> Except it was way better than Bad Boys. And <laughs> uh, I didn't watch the end credits, so I didn't know Tails was in it. Oh, you didn't see it? Really? Nope. I, uh, just, uh... I watched it at home, so I didn't have to stick around anywhere. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it's like um, he just... He pops out of a ring or something, and he's like, "Ah, oh, we need your help. I, I gotta find you or something like that." And then he's an Earth, uh, hanging out or whatever. So, nice. um, it just shows him kind of fly off towards whatever home that they're all in at the end there. James Marsden, yeah, uh, James Marsden's house with living with Sonic or whatever. And so now he's gonna, he's gonna go find Sonic, and they're gonna get on another misadventure. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought like again pretty brain dead story just but it was fun and entertaining to see him right in the silly hijinks i would give it uh six to seven rock bottoms i don't yeah know. give it a five but between yeah. that uh bad boys and little women we watched all those movies in the same day and sonic was my favorite of those three so yes okay i got gotcha. you and then the last um, movie you have on here uh, I know I want to interject, though. Uh, did you see Extraction on Netflix? Uh, no, actually. I started watching it. I watched like the first 30 minutes and then got distracted and just All right. finished it. Finish it up. We'll talk it next time. All right. I will do that. Uh, um, the Lighthouse. Yes, we both watched this. What did you think? What a film. <laughs> it's... Different, that's for sure. Another eight-four film, I believe, just like Midsummer. Yep, right, that was a that crazy. Yeah, they 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 definitely turned out some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, every um, movie they put out is just like super crazy and wild to me. And if you know, anything, did, uh, this just go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Nope. No, you go. No, you go. <laughs> um, I think they put out this is. Getting off topic a little bit, but Uncut Gems. Yep. Um, I believe it was A24, obviously Hereditary. Um, I think they do The Witch. Uh, Which I still haven't seen. I want to watch that one next. I think A24 did Moonlight too uh, when it won its, uh, yep. won its Oscar or whatever. So, But anyway, The Lighthouse, go for it. Um, I don't know, man. It, it was crazy, but 
what I was going to say is it definitely just uh, affirms my my thoughts that Pattinson um, is going to be good at Batman. Um, everything I've seen him in, minus the 20 minutes of a Twilight film I saw years and years ago, um, he's been good in. Uh, so, you know, it's just he does a good job. I mean, that movie's crazy. It's hard to, you know, yeah, so <laughs> say, like, somebody has a standout performance, but you know, yeah, he so, both him and Defoe do a good job of acting like insane people stuck in a lighthouse together. Yep, and that's essentially so. Him and William Defoe are—I uh, forget whatever nautical terms you want to use for him—but they're basically there to man the lighthouse uh, for a couple of months, I think. Right? Are they there for a month or two or something like that? I think yeah, um, it's supposed to be eight weeks. I yeah, it's remember. supposed to be some duration of time. It ends up being longer. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a hard one to describe. It's all black and white. It's very artsy, shot really kind of cool. Um, but just weird stuff starts happening. There's a scene where uh, William Defoe never, he's kind of like the boss, and he tells Robert, Def- uh, Robert Pattinson what to do all the time. Um, and at some point, Robert Pattinson's just getting tired of it. William Defoe never lets him in the lighthouse. So at one point, he actually goes up there uh, late at night um, when William Defoe is supposed to be like monitoring it, I guess, um, and he sees him up there just like naked, rolling around or dancing around and stuff like that, um, and it's just it's just pretty much a mind fuck for lack of a better term. These these two are going through weird stuff, um, weird things happen to them, um, and you know, there's some. If I remember correctly, there's some sort of um, historical or or religious tie-in at the end of of it all. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe actually in Greek, it's based out of Greek mythology, um, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. So, uh, but it's, it's just wild. I I think the best way to explain the lighthouse is just say, experience it for yourself. Go check it out. Right. I would say out of all these movies you reviewed, that is my favorite one. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with that Midsummer being kind of the contenders, I guess. But I would much rather. Midsummer was so unsettling to me. I I don't know what kind of mood I'd have to be in to watch Midsummer again. Um, yeah. The light The Lighthouse is one that I would love to just go back and watch and try and figure out some more stuff without seeing disturbing imagery that's going to haunt my dreams. Not that there isn't imagery that could haunt you in there. There's some weird stuff, but. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's more of a tale about these two guys going crazy on an island um, and just being taken for a ride by by the elements and each other and their psyche and all kinds of weird stuff. So, right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the movie review. Anything you want to add? I'm just looking through a list of A24 films, and they they got a lot. They got a good uh, they got a good list here. I see one always on Google Play uh, called like the dress or something like that, um, and it's just like a, this lady buys this red dress and it's like the nicest dress she's ever worn, but then like it has a mind of its own. And I, the premise is like really stupid, but the trailer looks really cool. Like I think it's called the dress or I, the fabric or something like that, or I don't know something weird like that. So, well, uh, I'm not seeing it on this list. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it here. 
24. Let's see. Yes, it is in fabric. In fabric is what it's called. Um, someday I'm going to watch that. That just looks too wild. Yeah. And amidst, amidst all this coronavirus stuff, there was another um, movie that was coming out that looked really cool from A24 about kind of like, well, you remember the film Carrie, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a girl uh, and I, before the theaters got shut down, they were always playing it on the previews. Something like Mauve, uh, Mauve and Me or something like that. It's basically this girl is a very... Uh, Saint Maud, that's it. Yeah. Um, do you know what I'm talking about with that one? Did yeah. you see that preview? Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, and actually I'm looking at it. So Saint Maud is a chilling and boldly original vision of faith, madness, and salvation in a fallen world. Maud, a newly devout hospice nurse, becomes obsessed with saving her dying patient's soul. With sinister forces and her own sinful past, threatened to put an end to her holy calling. And this chick is just like super religious. There's a scene in there. And the trailer where it shows her put all these nails in her shoes and then she like hops off the bed onto these shoes and um, I don't know. Very again, very disturbing A twenty four stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, why don't why don't you guys add a bit of levity into your films, please? Yeah, when's <laughs> get some get some Sandler in one of your films or something. Yeah. Let's hear some let's hear some Oh no. <laughs> they already did and they didn't do it. Okay, uh, uh, let's get to the your game thing. <laughs> yeah, so, what I'm going to do is, the last thing I forgot I was going to talk about is uh, release the Snyder Cut looks like it's going to happen on HBO. Oh, yes, I had that up too. Yep, so uh, actually I have this up right here. So they just announced that today, correct? Yep. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League Cut is confirmed for HBO Max sometime in 2021. So Excited or are you not excited? Yeah, I'm super excited because it can only mm-hmm. be better. Right. <laughs> like, um, and for everything, you know, I mean, I can't think of a movie in the nerd community more hyped up or like, is it real? Does it exist? Like for years we've been hearing about this fucking Snyder cut, you know? Right. Um, and again, at the end of the day, how can it be really any worse? You know? So, um, I'm interested to, I'm interested to see it for sure. So, right. Uh, that'll be cool. But yeah, 2021, just a one year away. So, um, but yeah, so then to kind of wrap this all up, the last piece going back to video games here. Uh, I don't remember what day it was. It was two weeks ago. Xbox held a presentation called uh, Inside Xbox, and they build it as an inside look at the next generation of video games. Um, the problem with that was uh, there wasn't a ton of gameplay a lot of the stuff was like cinematics um and it's debatable but some of these games i don't think uh, at least the community the online folks didn't really think it felt all that next gen so microsoft took a little bit of um took a little bit of flack for this maybe setting expectations so high they actually came out and admitted as much and said hey we probably could have presented this a little bit better um but we'll go through all the games that they uh, did. Did you get a chance to watch this or see any of this or no? I did not. Okay. So, I've been trying to get uh, married, man. Trying to get married, man. Trying to get married. Where are you guys doing this again? It's in it's in a backyard? Yeah. Brickfield. Okay. All right. 
Um, maybe nope, you can live stream that. Well, I can't. <laughs> I was told I'm coming in September or whatever to the reception, correct? Don't come to that one either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too, that's not going to happen because there's a casino close by and I'm making, and now that you've moved it to a cheaper weekend, I'm very excited. Not that I was. Oh, did you get a room? Uh, not, not yet, but I'm definitely purchasing at Potawatomi. Potawatomi. Yeah, man, you, you should probably hurry up. Yeah, I'll do Who that. knows I'll what sporting event seasons are going to be happening? That's true. Yeah, it's going to be hard to say. So, Anywho, um, I'll run through this list. Uh, even though you haven't seen it, maybe you've seen some of these games. Um, we'll go kind of from – well, I'll go in kind of the order they presented it um, and kind of from – yeah, I think this was the order they presented it in. So the first game that they presented was Yakuza Like a Dragon, which I believe is a brand new um, a brand new Yakuza game. I have never played any of the Yakuza games, have you? Nope. Um, so this is going to be the eighth main release in the Yakuza series. Um, oh, and it says was released in Japan for PlayStation 4 on January 16, 2020. So I guess this is just a prettier version um, of this game that was released in Japan. So I don't know if it must not have seen, must not have been stateside yet. It looked fine. Um, honestly, it's, it didn't look that crazy great. I mean, it just kind of looked like a polished up cinema. So um, you have that. Then the next one was a game called The Medium. This looked really cool. This was maybe one of my favorites. Um, it is psychological. It is a psychological horror game from Bloober Team. Bloober Team has had some success on games before. A game called Layers of Fear came out, I believe, like two, three years ago. Um, a game, their best game, critically, uh, critic-wise, I guess, uh, Observer, um, which is actually also, if I remember correctly, getting a re-release on next-gen consoles. And their probably most popular game that just came out not too long ago, Blair Witch. Um, so mm -hmm. the medium is basically the they, they just showed a trailer for it, um, where this woman has a baby. Um, all kinds of weird stuff is going on. Apparently, after she has this baby, um, really crazy visuals. Uh, they showed some gameplay. Um, I think the main kind of takeaway from this is. Maybe while this next gen, at least in the game showcased here, the graphics weren't that much of an upgrade. A lot of the effects and things that were going on in screen during this gameplay was like was pretty cool. And I can't remember seeing too many games this generation handling all the stuff that was going on in some of these screens. Um, so just uh, for instance, you know, this lady walking up, I think there's a... she's. It's raining outside, it's dreary, it's dark, and she's walking toward this factory, this dilapidated, rundown factory, and all of a sudden, everything just shifts. Um, everything turns yellow, the sky kind of explodes into this nightmarish desert reality, um, and it just kind of happens in the, in the blink of an eye, uh, snap of a finger. So um, cool effects like that, but the big thing, the big news from this was um, that they have hired on uh, I don't even remember the dude's name, but the, the guy that was responsible, I believe, for the soundtracks of one and two of Silent Hill. So um, hmm. it will have a 
very Silent Hill. And even in the trailer, there was some music um, that was very reminiscent of that game. So, um, Next up, we have one that looked really cool, The Ascent. Um, yeah, I'm watching so, the gameplay of that right now. Yep, so IGN describes it as a cyberpunk Diablo. And that's pretty much what it is. It's uh, isometric right. viewpoint. Um, I thought it looked really awesome. It actually looked like a Mass Effect uh, game to me, like in an isometric, like it could be a side right. side game to Mass Effect almost. Um, but yeah, you're just kind of like running around in Diablo shooting stuff. Um, they didn't say much on the story, just showed a bunch of crazy screenshots where you're in this cyberpunk town. Again, I think the thing to take away from this is how much detail um, is really in these worlds. Um, it's, there's a lot of really pretty stuff to look at at the screen. Um, mm-hmm. Does it necessarily feel next-gen? Maybe not, but... I don't know, there's certain better. aspects of it that look really good. Like, yep. next-gen-ish. Like, what do you think? What are you looking at? Uh, I'm just watching some gameplay of this guy going through a level, and like he just like shifted through a bunch of characters and then jumped off one like level down to another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the graphics are really polished, so it looks good. Yeah, so check out the ascent. Um, the next one, second extinction. I was like, whatever with this. I was actually kind of let down because it's a dinosaur shooting game, and the beginning of the trailer, like kind of the whole time, it very much seems like it's going to be a Turok game, um, and that would make sense. I believe that the Turok, I think. The last game, well, no, I guess the last game was uh, multi-platform, but um, it just looked like it was going to be Turok, and it's just some game called Second Extinction, which is fine. It's cool. It just looks like a first-person shooter with a lot of intense firepower, chain guns, T-Rex, your usual, think of any T-Rex or dinosaur shooting game trailer that you can think of, and that was pretty much it. Um Scorn, I will actually talk about that last, uh, or close to last. That was that was a bigger one, so we'll talk about that a little later. Um, Scarlet Nexus uh, is an anime-infused action game. Really not much to say, just kind of like a Persona-type looking game. Um, looks fine and clean. It looks like an action RPG-type uh, game with a you know very anime look. Madden 21, did you happen to see the... Uh, trailer for no. that or no? No. So, pretty big letdown. Um, they the trailer was introduced by Patrick Mahomes. Um, they most of the trailer was just kind of going through different generations of the Madden video game, leading up to five seconds of gameplay between the Packers and the Chiefs, and you just saw basically a guy toy, Patrick Mahomes toying the line to get into an end zone. Um, it looked fancy. It looked nice. It looked, but I mean it. It just looked like it looked the same as other other Madden game as anybody's ever played. Right. It it just didn't look. um, It it was just hard to. It would have been nice to see like an actual, you know, like behind the quarterback gameplay shot. You know, it was just kind of like a man cinema. You know, so right. Whatever. Um, Show somebody running the ball up the gut or something. Right. Yep. You know, show it in action. So they didn't do that. Uh, Of course, they said they're going to be showing more. Um, Dirt 5, so that's just the Dirt Rally games. I think Colin McRae used to have his name attached to it. Um, yep. I don't know. Picture any Dirt racing game. It looked fine. It looked shiny, but I don't think I could necessarily tell you that that was a next-gen game by what I saw. Um, 
Chorus is a space combat shooter, I believe, for both PlayStation 5 and Xbox. I actually thought this looked really awesome. Um, this game looks very next-gen-ish to me uh, because it, it's kind of like, from what I saw, it's going to be like Rogue Squadron as far as like you in a, uh, a spaceship shooting things, obviously, in space. Um, but there were some really cool... Not only did it look good, but there were some really cool... Um, elements, I guess, just to like how the ship looked, the smoke coming off of the ship or some sort of crazy exhaust coming out of the ship. Um, there were just some really cool effects um, and kind of fancy bells and whistles going on there. So check out the trailer for Chorus. Um, and we are almost to the end here. Call of Sea, really not much there. First person adventure game exploring an island kind of reminded me of like a kitty version of The Witness, I guess, if you will. Um, but certainly didn't look that next-gen or anything. Just seemed like a cool adventure game. Uh, and then the final two, or three, I should say, Bright Memory Infinite. This is, I guess, already available on Steam, or the first chapters are. Um, this was a crazy first-person shooter slash sword slash grappling hook action game. Um, did you by chance see this trailer at all? I did not. Okay. Well, definitely take a look. The craziest I'm thing about this game. Trying to watch all these trailers right now. <laughs> yeah, they showed a lot. Um, it was kind of impressive the amount they showed. It just, again, there wasn't a ton of gameplay. But this one actually did show gameplay. However, again, you can pick up the first part of this on Steam already. Uh, it did look really good um, in action. Um, but the craziest thing is this game is all apparently made by one person. So whatever studio. Uh, it is just one guy. He does everything for the most part. So, Oh, yeah, I, I remember this. Yep, so Bright Memory Infinite. Like I said, you can check out the first part on Steam. I guess Infinite uh, is going to obviously not only have the first part, but additional chapters and kind of finish us, flesh out the story a bit more. Um, and then, I'll be honest, they saved this one for last. I don't have much to say about it. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, Looks like every other Assassin's Creed game just reskinned. This is, yes, Vikings. Um, so I know Assassin's Creed has had uh, kind of a bit of an uptick again with, Od I believe it's Odyssey and mm -hmm. um, oh, what was the other one? I can't remember if Odyssey was the Egyptian one. Um, yeah, or, or Odyssey. Well. Sleepy Greg. <laughs> You're boring me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Origins, Odyssey, and now Valhalla. Um, I mean, it looks cool. Um I don't know. I it's it, I I've just never been into Assassin's Creed. I, again, I didn't think it looked from what they showed. It didn't really look that next genish to me. Um, but take that for what it's worth. I'm sure if you're a fan of Assassin's Creed, you're stoked for it. Um, Willie, to bet you anything, the another the next one will take place in Asia because it seems like they've co covered all continents by now. I know if it's going to be like space pretty soon or something. Or yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess they've never done... Have they done a Wild West game? I don't think so. <clears throat> I don't think so. Um, and then the final one, it was kind of in the middle of their presentation, but it's a game called Scorn. Uh, this game actually has been around as well. At least it's been being developed for quite some time. Scorn? Scorn? The hiss? The um, hiss? <laughs> the hiss. Uh, but it's a first-person horror adventure the trailer was pretty much just that. There was no gameplay, but just um, it very. It's like if you know who H.R. Geiger is. Uh, I actually thought it was a 
game set in the alien world because everything looks very, very much like that. Um, there's just, it's hard to explain. It's just a very crazy looking horror film or horror type adventure um, that is just in this really organic alien type-ish world. Um, so take a look at that. But that was a lot of people that were saying that was kind of the star of the show there. So, um, And a bit of trivia for getting back to Assassin's Creed there because I posted this. Without looking at our dirt sheet, Greg, how many main games do you think are in the Assassin's Creed storyline? How many Assassin's Creed games are there? Yes, if you... Well, in the main storyline. So if you were to... What number would... I don't know, man. Don't they have, like, a bunch of, like, strategy games, too? Okay. Well, whatever. I guess, right. I guess they do, yes. But, again, this would just be counting what's... Okay. I guess Wikipedia Bad. considers. So the original one was released in 2007. I don't know. I feel like there's got to be, like, 20 of them at this point. There probably is close to 20, but in the... Oh, really? Games, as far as the main storyline is concerned, Valhalla would be 12. Oh. So they have Assassin's Creed. Assassin's that is Creed way Creed. too many games. That's a lot in 13 years. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's Assassin's One Creed, year. Assassin's Creed 2, <laughs> Brotherhood, Revelations, Assassin's Creed 3, 4 was Black Flag. That's a lot of people's favorite. Um, Assassin's Creed Rogue, Unity, Syndicate, Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. So, Is it... Where is Prime one of them or Primal? Uh, no. Is that the like, uh, like the prehistoric one? The the other ones that aren't mentioned as a main <clears throat> storyline oh. are Assassin's Creed Altair's Chronicles, um, Assassin's Creed Bloodlines, Assassin's Creed Two Discovery, Assassin's Creed Three Liberation. So I'm guessing those are DLC. Oh my um, goodness, this is way too many Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, Pirates and Freedom City, I think, are DLC for Black Flag. And then there's one called Assassin's Creed Identity. And then to round it out, they have Assassin's Creed Chronicles for China, India, and Russia. Uh, and then there was one in 2018 called Assassin's Creed Rebellion on Android and iOS. So... Whew, I'm out of breath just talking about They're like those. Call of Duty games or Madden games. There's one every year. Yeah, that's a little bit too much for me. Um, but yeah. I know a lot of people are very fond of that franchise. Keep so. on turning out games. Anyway, that was super very video game heavy episode, but there was a lot going on since we last talked. Yeah. Uh, yep. More so in games than movies, I think. So. Right. Um, anything else you want to add before we say goodbye to the folks? Uh, hope to see you all soon. Yes, the next time we talk to Greg, he will be a married man. Yep. If all, if and all goes my first time. order of decree, I'm not going to do any more podcasting. What? Come on. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe That's I'll bring be... my future wife in as another co-host. Maybe that would be great. Just kidding. And... She has no interest in doing any of this. <laughs> we played Overcooked. Last thing I'll say is we did. I did buy Overcooked too, and Jamie. Oh, really? Enjoyed it quite a bit. Yep. 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 That's a that's a fun game. Um, me and the future in laws are looking at buying the expansion pack this coming uh, holiday weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I getting. Didn't, I didn't know that was from the same dudes that did Worms. Yep. 
Man, Worms is such a great game. Yes, it is. Yep. Uh, yeah, Overcooked is pretty fun. Um, if you get through the main storyline, which is, I don't know, like 26 levels, there are four expansion packs that bumps that up to uh, another 98 levels. So, wow. If you're looking something okay. to do, Memorial Day, get Overcooked 2 and spend another $20 on the expansion packs, and you got. You got four days worth of cooking with the family. <laughs> yes, it's super fun. Uh, next episode, just because we have talked about a ton of stuff here, uh, we can touch on the new Unreal Engine demo for PlayStation 5. That looked amazing. Um, and I don't know, whatever movies we watch, I'm sure. Hopefully, we get some news about what's happening with New Mutants because since we've last talked, it was canceled again, and now supposedly it's coming out on uh, video on demand. No, nope, now it's not. I heard they another a... rumor that they, yep, they're just going to hold out until theaters are open and release it because apparently they said it's going to be the best movie anybody's ever seen. Wow! So stay tuned for that episode. Uh, one last which time, inevitably New Mutants will be cancelled again <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, yeah this is like uh, maybe we'll that'll be the next maybe we'll be talking about that like we talked about the Snyder Cut who knows hopefully release uh, New Mutants <laughs> release, release hashtag release New Mutants uh, where can they find us one last time to talk about this episode and more Greg the internet the internet. There you go, folks. Thank ready you for podcast at Gmail, Ready Fight <laughs> Podcast on Facebook, yeah, Ready Fight Pod on Twitter, or just give us a call or stop by and say hi. Yeah, yeah, great. Shoot them your address. It is 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening uh, and stay safe out there. Okay, goodbye. Bye bye.